are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. OMG, OMG, OMG. Welcome to OMG, the Omar Gale Radio Show. I'm your host, actress, author, evangelist, and content creator. The Omar Gale Radio Show is a motivational experience. It's the perfect blend of motivation and inspiration where we broadcast the beauty of your beginnings by sharing God's promises through your stories. And I'm doing this show to remind the listeners that no matter how long you wait in the waiting room, if you stay focused, hopeful, and don't faint, your name or your number will be called. The goal is to give you some ear candy and cut through the clutter. We unpack things so that you can dissect it, explore it, and then get the answers you seek. Thank you for tuning in, leaning in, and listening up. Don't forget, you can subscribe to my podcast at Up to me radio.com. You can go to my show page and take care of that in one click. You can also check out my podcast available on Spotify, iHeart Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, as well as the Stitcher app. All right, for today's open air conversation, which is a conversation between you and I, we're going to talk about the importance of harmony. Harmony. So before we really dive into it. Let's kind of unpack what harmony is. Well, in life, harmony is when you feel happy. Harmony is when people are all getting along together. Harmony is when people are nice to one another. Harmony is the flow of life. You could close your eyes and listen to some calming, inspiring music and you'll begin to feel harmony. Now, harmony in music is the sound of two or more notes heard simultaneously. In practice, this broad definition can also include some instances of notes sounded one after the other. Now, harmony in art overall is achieved when the elements of an artwork come together in a unified way. And a biblical harmony is a hermeneutic method of analyzing parallel and often disparate or differing accounts within the Bible. They are used in an attempt to resolve apparent conflicts in the text and demonstrate that together they all form a consistent text. And principles of design for harmony is the visually satisfying effect of combining similar 
or related elements adjacent to color or similar shapes. Now, why did I give you all of those various definitions of harmony? Because all of them have something in common. Let's take harmony in life. It talks about people all getting along, people being nice to one another. Harmony in music, sound of two or more notes heard simultaneously. Harmony in art, come together in a unified way. Biblical harmony, together they form a consistent text. And Principles of Harmony talks about the harmony being visually satisfying, combining similar or related effects. Now, let me share with you why this concept has been on the forefront of my mind. I belong to a book club and we dive in deep into some issues and we talk about our personal struggles with various things. And since we've been in this social distancing quarantine situation, or as I call it, lituation, which is a little situation, we've all realized we're wearing more hats. So some are wearing mom hat, wife hat, housekeeper, chef, uh, school teacher, Disciplinary. I mean, all kinds of hats you're wearing during this season. And a lot of people are trying to figure out how to balance it all. And it's, it's a delicate act because as you know, balancing requires there to be kind of like a seesaw effect. You sit on one side, someone sits on the other. Otherwise, you can be imbalanced. One side becomes heavier, then the other becomes lighter. It can really frustrate you. It may even annoy you or irritate you. And for some, it can cause depression. It can cause all kinds of things, health challenges, uh, mental fatigue. So I was recently presented with a word that truly summed up to me what I believe this season really requires. And that is harmony. Because balance means sometimes there's a high and or a low and, 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 and to get it, to get it just right, there has to be an equal weight distributed. But with harmony, I don't have to sing the same note as an alto if I'm a soprano or the same note as a soprano if I'm an alto. I just have to harmonize with them. That means that when I work with them in song, I just have to create something that blends almost seamlessly or effortlessly into a song. So harmony in my household doesn't look like balance in my life. Harmony in my household means that everything is working together in a more natural fashion, even in an unnatural situation. That means that if I am in harmony with my husband, for example, and I have cooked or cleaned or prepared a meal and my husband chooses to, let's say, clear the table or place the dishes into the dishwasher, he doesn't have to do it because I asked or when I asked. 
It's the fact that there is a rhythm, an ebb and a flow or harmonious fashion in which we operate so that when I go to the kitchen to cook that meal, there aren't dishes piled up in the sink. Or when I go to put the dishes in the dishwasher, the dishes have been removed so that I can put the dirty dishes inside. There's also harmony, ebb and flow with with just a workload and how you may be participating with your job. Your Most people have been on Zoom, although some have gone back to work and there is a harmonious fashion in which you do things. You may wake up in the morning, grab you a cup of coffee. Some may have a muffin or something with breakfast and then you sit down to begin this dialogue or these meetings either with students or with professors or with your employees or your employer, whatever the situation is, harmony is created when you're able to succinctly share a concept or a message or hear a concept or a message and then you all get to either brainstorm or share your ideas or your revelations about a topic, a situation that has been prepared presented to you. So harmony looks different depending upon the situation. Harmony with your children may be you have set some guardrails, parameters, and you have outlined what the rules are for the day. For example, unharmonious atmospheres or households may look like you sharing with your children, setting them up for school and their their online class learning and sitting them down. But every three minutes, the kids, your children saying, I want a snack or I need to go to the restroom. Well, that's not harmonious because most parents are doing double duty. They're on a Zoom call perhaps with their job or making calls for their job. And so it is the child's job when in school, virtual or physically in school, to be able to sit attentively, listen to the instructions given to them and know that a break for the restroom or for snacks is not afforded to them every three to five minutes. That makes a an unharmonious tone for the household. Can I get an amen on that? And And so that means that you have to set some rules and share with your children. Now, it's definitely a difficult task having kids learn from home, which is also the place where they play, also the place where they can snack or watch TV or whatever it is. But if you set a harmonious atmosphere and you afford them an opportunity to learn online and then take time to have a snack at the appropriate time or take bathroom breaks or do these things decent and in order, you will find that you'll be able to accomplish the things that you've set for your agenda as well as ensure your children are learning effectively as well as being productive in taking care of their schoolwork. Now, let's break down harmony as it relates to friendships because I think Friendships are extremely valuable, whether you got girlfriends, boyfriends, whomever you might be um, socializing with. And in this particular season, this socializing may not be in person. It could be over the phone. But we all know what an unharmonious conversation it's like. It's when you get off the phone and you feel more drained and more depleted than you did when you picked up the phone. Now, that's not Harmony. 
That is as if someone is singing a note flat or sharp or the room is a mess and it's not in order or the children are being rambunctious or they're all over the place undisciplined. To create harmony in a friendship, you have to first understand the best and most effective way to communicate with that friend. Same is true for relationships. Same is true for employee-employer and employer-employee. You have to know how to communicate most effectively with the person in which you're communicating with. So let's take friendship. As I said, for example, if you're having a conversation with someone and you've had a challenging day, the last thing you want is a pile on of that challenge. Correct. So if you begin to share your challenges with someone and while you're yet sharing, they start to share their challenges with you. Now things begin to feel a little imbalanced or out of sync or as I am calling it unharmonious because in that particular moment, you weren't listening, you weren't sharing to have a pile on on the freeway. You were sharing to hopefully clear a lane so that you can get past this hiccup, this bottleneck or whatever it is that's taking place in your life or in your day. And so you have to share when you call someone and you know you are in a funky space, frustrated space or a taffy kind of space where it's give and take, it would be best to set the conversation up with, hey, listen, I'm calling because I've had a rough day and I just want to clear my head and clear some space so that I can accomplish the other things that are on the deck to do today. If you start off the conversation like that, make your intentions known, usually the person knows they need to put on their listening hat versus their I can relate. Not only can I relate, I've had the exact same day. And then you can give and take. And in harmony, you share what's on your heart or on your mind, and and then you can allow them to share. But it's not a pile-on, and you feel more in control because you've allowed your friend, the person listening to you, to know what the intention of the day is. So let's talk about harmony in a household. Harmony in a household may look different for some people, but let me say this. I was watching a show once and um, I can't recall the gentleman's name, but um, it was a person who was designing uh, on one of Oprah's shows, and she he ended up doing his own show. I can't recall his name just now, but I'm sure it'll come to me before the end of this conversation. But he once said that when he walks into a space, it is imperative when he walks into his space, his home, that his space rises to meet him. Now, what does that mean? That means that when he walks into his house, he's not frustrated before he opens the door, knowing that what's waiting on the other side of the door is clutter or confusion or chaos. He knows when he opens that door that he is about to, he is about to enter what he feels like is an oasis, not necessarily brooks and streams and calm music and harps and clouds behind the door. But what it means is, When he left home, he left his home in an 
orderly fashion so that when he walks into the door, not only is it clean, but things are aesthetically pleasing. The colors are pleasing to his eye gates or the sounds in the house are pleasing to his ear gates. And when he walks in, it rises to meet him, meaning whatever he was dealing with prior to walking in that door, those things stay outside the door and you have now entered what is a sacred space space or a safe space or a space of solace. And so how many of you have felt the weight of your house when you're sitting in your car, about to get out of your car to go into your home, only to think about, oh, man, I left a bunch of dishes in the sink or I didn't make my bed up today or Oh my goodness, I left all those newspapers and papers all over the dining room table or I left the clothes unfolded on the, on the sofa today. If you've left your home like that, when you get ready to walk into the home, your shoulders begin to sink because of the weight of what's waiting for you. Instead of rising, your house rising to the occasion to meet you, to greet you with something good. That's why it's important that you start off with wins at the top of your day. You know, I'm doing this lifestyle um adjustment where I want to release some weight. I don't want to lose it because I don't want to find it. I want to release the weight and let it go where it needs to go. And I'm being successful on this new lifestyle journey. And I'm sure I'm going to talk about that a little bit um, in detail later. But for now, one of the things that my coach has been talking about, Charlie, which you guys know her, she's been on this show quite a bit. She's one of our favorite uh, show hosts that come on, one of our favorite guests that come on to the show that actually disseminates information in such a practical way that it is almost impossible not to actually walk it out. So one of the things Charlie discusses is about starting your day off with the wins, you know? And so one of the first and simplest wins you can do is make your bed. It's simple, but it's a sign of accomplishment. And so As you make your bed, that's one thing, but then I challenge you to think about other ways that you can have a win and thus create a palette for harmony. I want you to feel good about every room of your home, your apartment, your space. I want when you get ready to go to your car for you to not feel tired going to the car because the house was in such disarray and chaos and confusion that your car becomes a escape. Likewise, for those who have made your car the garbage can or your car the dumpster or the junkyard or the cluttered closet, I want you to take some time to actually be the steward over your vehicle and create harmony in your vehicle. If you have papers on the floor or trash on the seat next to you or dirty shoes just thrown about in the car, empty water bottles, take an afternoon, clean out your vehicle, get it vacuumed out or vacuum it yourself, wash it down and clear away the clutter and then create compartments so that you can put things where they belong. I cannot tell you 
how good you'll feel the next time you get into your vehicle and it is clean or smells good because you've put some kind of air freshener in your car and you've allowed your senses to now uh, feel good, your eyes feel good, because all of these things are in harmony with what you really want. And so I found that most people, the reason that their bodies are out of whack is because they aren't living harmonious even in their temple, in their body, which brings me to this new chapter of my life, this new uh, lifestyle journey that I am on with Coach Charlie. You know, when your body, for example, is heavier than you're used to it being, you're going to start to compensate for that, or you're going to perhaps either walk a little differently or move or sit a little differently. That is not to be confused with aging because, of course, the more mature we get, the more we find out that other things start having challenges as well. But one of the things that I'm learning is the more I move and the more I lubricate my my muscles and my body by moving in and, and stretching, the more flexible I am, the less pain I feel, and the more weight I release, the better I feel, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. When I go to the closet and I can now grab something or put something on that I wasn't able to just three weeks ago, it does something to me. Your your endorphins start start to, to to perk up, the dopamine, all of these things start to assist you in your day with feeling better because you look better and you're able to move more fluidly instead of stiff or in pain with aches. So when I am in harmony even with my body, the results that I experience are amazing. If my voice, for example, was uh, irritated, agitated, or frustrated, or I was yelling at you, this would not be a harmonious conversation with you. And nine times out of ten, you would have tuned out before you ever got started. The same goes true with harmony and how you communicate with your children or your spouse. Ouch, you ain't got to invite me in, but if I pass by your house, just wave your hand. How many times have you found yourself so frustrated and so irritated that you're screaming at the top of your lungs for your child to do a thing? The same energy and irritation and frustration that you use or exert to be able to make that point causes your shoulders to be tight causes your uh, throat to possibly get sore because you're straining to yell at the top of your lung your 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 forehead starts popping out you know everything gets so tense and irritated because you're yelling and screaming with frustration and anger you pile all of that in and you've got a disaster that's taking place not to mention yelling at the kid in that moment, your child in that moment, nine times out of 10, it startles them and it may cause them to do the right thing. But guess what? Sometimes calling them to the side and having a harmonious conversation with them where you say, hey, what do you think about this? I asked you to make up your bed and you didn't. Next time you may ask me, 
can you get on Wi-Fi or can you use the iPad or the iPhone or the whatever your device happens to be this week, this month, this year, and I don't do it. Matter of fact, I not only don't do it, but I ignore you as if I didn't hear you. Or I ask you to pick up the stuff off the middle of the floor and you you don't do it for the whole day. And I tell you, you have until bedtime to take care of that and you still don't do it. How would you feel if you came to me and said, Mommy, I'm hungry, or Daddy, I'm hungry. And I just looked at you and said, "Mm, Okay, I'll get around to it. You have that kind of conversation with your child. And nine times out of 10, if you enforce that, nine times out of 10, your child will begin to understand and realize that these are their responsibilities, just like cooking and providing food or the groceries or doing laundry are a part of your responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility in the house and you have to make sure that you're not enabling your children by doing their work for them. You can assign them things. You can even sit down and discuss, okay, I need you to sign up for five chores around the house. Five chores. You you can pick what those five chores are this week, and then I'll pick a few that I need you to do. Make them a part of that conversation. That's how you create harmony. Now, for those little bitty kids that aren't as um, good at putting things completely away, maybe their assignment is put all of the toys in the toy box or make sure that when they get out of, uh, get up in the morning and they take off their pajamas that they put them in an appropriate place, whatever the small assignments are, but make sure you give them some assignments because you begin to teach your children how to be responsible, how to contribute to a household. And likewise, for those parents who now have found themselves formerly known as empty nesters, your grown children have come home. A great way to include them into this situation is what are you contributing to the household? If they're working outside the household and maybe they're not making a lot of money and you want to help them save for their next space or their car or whatever it is they're saving for, that doesn't negate the fact that they should be contributing something. It could be you're in charge of buying or purchasing the toilet paper every month or every week, or you're in charge of um, making sure that we always have milk, orange juice, and water in the house. I don't care how big or small it is, but the best way to create harmony in a household, especially if there are grown children, is to make them a part of the solution. Make sure that they're contributing. And then if you, likewise, if you have young kids and they're 16 and they've got their first job, And you can ask them or suggest to them, okay, I want to set up a savings account for you. I also want to make sure that you're contributing to the household. So every time you get paid, we got to pick an item or two that you're to supply or provide for the household. Now, you may not keep that money. You might just want them to put that money aside to teach them responsibility. That's how you help your children become to be more or become more aware of what their responsibilities will be when they leave the house. You know, it's amazing how you go to school, you go to college, and they never teach you how to use a checkbook. That was back in my day. Now these kids know nothing about a checkbook because money comes out of a machine and they call it a day. It's like it grows on trees. But there's a way to teach 
even young adults as they begin to prepare to be on their own, how to deal with finances, how to account for what they're spending, how to be in harmony with money. As adults, there are some adults that are not in harmony with money. They're spending more than they're making or their expenses for the month are well above what what they're bringing in every month. You have to look at all of those things from an angle of seeing, is it harmonious? Is this working for me? Is uh, paying this cable bill and having this brand new cell phone every two years that they come out and adding that monthly expense and then having this shopping uh, habit that I have and having to pay this monthly credit card bill that's charging 15 or 17 or some cases, I guess, 20 something percent interest rate. Is that in harmony with what I want to do? Do I want to work 40 hours a week only to sit down on two days a month and watch it all disappear? That doesn't sound very harmonious. That doesn't sound like it's satisfying or coming together in a unified way or or getting along with my fine. That sounds like I am working for a credit card company, a cell phone bill, and whatever your vice or ism happens to be. You have to create harmony with your money. You have to make sure that the things that are bringing you value, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I love going shopping every now and then for a good cute shoe or a good cute coat or whatever that thing may happen to be. But I also love going to get a massage because that's going to give my body something that's going to help it to work more effectively over the long haul. Now, I might look cute in my shoes and I might even look real sharp in my coat. But I know if I treat my body well, my body's going to give me way more back in return than those shoes or that coat will be. And so you have to pick and choose what areas you want to focus on that are out of whack, out of harmony. If you, for example, are finding yourself, uh, let's say, being more frustrated daily, you're, you're irritated, you wake up angry. Perhaps you're not getting a good night's sleep. Perhaps you're not in harmony with the amount of time required to actually rejuvenate, reset, or, or, or revive yourself. So, so you have to have an assessment, take an assessment of that. Find out how many hours it takes for you to naturally feel rested and wake up. Now, that may require a little bit of homework on your behalf, but try it on the weekends when you don't have to get up for work. Go to sleep at a certain time and wake up when you're rested. Try that just one time over the weekend and see how many hours it took for that to be the case. For some people, they can sleep four or five hours, wake up totally rested and alert. For others, You may need seven hours, and then there are those who may need eight hours or require eight hours. Whatever the case may be, I want you to be in harmony with everything in your life. Be in harmony with your spouse, how you communicate if you feel like you're doing too much and or he may feel like he's doing too much. Whomever is feeling like they're overwhelmed, 
have a conversation, sit down and approach it as adults and figure out troubleshooting. What can we do to adjust this? That's how you create harmony in marriage. When you have a problem, you communicate about it, not fuss about it, not get angry about it, not go slamming doors about it. You communicate about it. You come to an agreement and an understanding and you create the atmosphere for an answer to be presented and a solution to be accomplished. Same goes with children. Same goes with bosses or employees. Same goes with teenagers. Or same goes with finances and friends and your household. All of these things can be in harmony so that when you go to your car, It's just as peaceful as when you walk into your home. Is it irritating? This is how you know if you've got harmony in your household. When you invite people over, can they go into any room of your house? Ouch. I ain't mean to step on no toes, but can they go into any room? You know, there, there, there are these old, um, things that I grew up with. You know, there was always a junk drawer in my mama's house. Now there's multiple, but one of the things that I did when I was living alone, I made sure there wasn't a junk drawer. Every drawer, in every drawer, there was a purpose. You could go in the drawer, you know it would be in that drawer, I know it would be in that drawer. If someone came to my space and they wanted, let's say, a screwdriver, I knew where the toolbox was to tell them where to get that. I knew where the silverware drawer was, I knew where the aluminum foil and the plastic saran wrap was, I knew which drawers contained the strainer, or whatever the case may be. I didn't have a junk drawer. So those are some of the things that you can do to start small in order to expand out, create harmony in your kitchen, or maybe it's create harmony in your office, or maybe it's create harmony in your bedroom, or it could be that the laundry room is the junkiest room for you. How can you create harmony in the laundry room? Maybe it's the kids' play area. Create harmony in the kids' play area. Whatever the case is, it doesn't take a long time to actually institute some of these things, to really look at it and dissect it. But what it will do, the return on the investment, the ROI on the investment of time or energy or setting parameters or boundaries or rules, you know, put up a rule list. Put up a rule list and everybody has their assignment or their job. You would be amazed at how well a family functions when each family member knows that they have a part to play. The reason that teachers can somehow get the classroom to work in harmony is because they've given the class clown of the class, you know, the kid that may act up the most or be the most vocal, give him or her a responsibility and they usually end up being some of your most loyal students. Give them the responsibility of perhaps manning the restroom key when you're back in the building. But one of the things that I've noticed is the kids that usually act up are just looking for attention. And so how do you give them attention without giving in is you assign them something, give them a piece of responsibility, and that generally feeds that part of them that wants attention. And so to create harmony, in most cases, it just means getting everybody on board with a plan so that when we execute the plan, we're in sync 
And there's generally a reward system that comes with harmony in the household. There's, there's, you do this, I do that. You take care of this, I take care of that. And I don't know, that spectrum can be wide and vast and broad. It's for you to determine. But one of the things that I desire to help you glean from this season of isolation and, and quarantine and distant friendship and virtual hugs and Zoom calls and 15 hats. One of the things that I desire most for you at the other end of the tunnel, at the end of this season, is for you to have improved some things in your life. Improvement looks different to everybody, but improvement means something got better. Now, for some, it looks like things are getting worse. It could be financial challenges, a job loss. Um, it could be a health challenge. Some of those things you might not be able to fix in this season, but there are other things that you can improve upon in the midst of this new reality or this new not-so-normal norm. And that requires you to really assess where you are out of sync or or not in harmony with things that are around you or people that are in your life. If you've allowed a grown child to move back in your home and they are causing you stress and strain and 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 frustration to the point of no return, something has to be done about that. I'm not talking about being a bad parent. I'm merely saying you are way too valuable to allow yourself to be put in a situation where you're helping someone come back home and you feel like an elephant is on your chest or you're stressed out all day because the rules are being broken or disregarded or there's attitude and people are talking back. No, not in your house when you are a grown person and you're doing someone a favor. You're doing someone a favor. You will not talk back to me in my house as my child, no matter how grown you are. So you need to check that on the outside of that door. Talk to your friends like that. You don't talk to me like that. And the same is true for whatever the case may be. But you have to set the boundaries. You have to have the guardrails up and know the parameters. You've got to have a conversation so that everybody's on board with what the house rules are and what the what needs to be done. And so that's how you create harmony in your household, with your children, with with your spouse. That's how you create harmony with your finances. Some of the things that I believe are the most challenging for people is trying to get out of debt. You know, they're just not in harmony with their money. And so you have to look at where those little foxes are. What things are stealing your money every month? Meaning if it's an interest rate, have you taken out a loan against your paycheck and you find that you can't catch up no matter what you do? Those loans aren't meant for you to catch up in most cases. So you have to look at those things with a magnifying glass and go through it with a fine tooth comb and find out what's basically 
siphoning your money out of your bank account. Perhaps you've got some online automatic bill pays taking place for a couple of items that you no longer even utilize. Get rid of those things. Find out what they are. Go through your bank statements, comb through it, and start getting rid of it. Now is a great time, a great season to reevaluate where your finances are going, restructure some things in order for you to come out on top. Now, I want to hear a little bit from you. I'd like for you to chat me, reach out to me on social media or via uptomeradio.com and let me know your thoughts about this. Where have you found harmony and what areas are you looking for harmony and you need a little help? You know, as a midwife, a person who helps people give birth to visions, ideas, and dreams, a part of what I love to do is to help the puzzle pieces fit together or come together in a harmonious fashion. Now, perhaps you wanted to tackle finances or you want to start with a drawer in your kitchen or a closet, or perhaps you want to start setting some of the parameters for kids to be able to work in harmony with you, or perhaps you want to start with your vehicle. Maybe everything else is rising to meet you. I don't know where you have been um, out of balance, out of sync, or notes were flat or sharp in your life, but seek harmony over just balance. I don't want there to be a balancing act where you're constantly feeling like you're falling or teetering upon something. I want you to move. Ebb and flow of life should be one that you're working with. Now, there are times that you'll go against the grain of life. And sometimes swimming against the current forces you to exercise some muscles that you've never had to work before, forces you to have stronger faith or or to dig deep into the word to see what God says about your situation. So there are some pluses to going against the current. Sometimes going against the current, you just need to relax in that current and allow that flow to carry you to your next place. Because Because sometimes it's the opposition that forces us to create a different path, a different way of doing something. So don't always resist the change or resist the obstacles. Sometimes those obstacles are necessary to be able to move the rudder of your boat of life in a different direction. So I want to hear from you. You guys know me. I'm on social media at Mara Gale. That's M-A-U-R-A-G-A-L-E. You can also catch me on my website, maragale.com. And of course, right here at Up To Me Radio. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, we're my show is available via podcast on Spotify, iHeartMusic, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, as well as the Stitcher app. So be sure to tune in, lean in, and listen up every Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, and 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Until our next time, friend, be encouraged and be in harmony. It feels, it sounds, it seems, and it sits on you so good. God bless you. That's OMG, the Omar Gale Radio Show.
answers to the question you've been wanting. Everyone likes to be heard and then listened to. So we want you to send your dial to OMG on Thursdays at 7 o'clock p.m. OMG. OMG. OMG.